It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Andy Gutierrez from StarWars.com, and you are listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. This is the podcast you're looking for. This is James Arnold Taylor, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Hmm, I have a good feeling about this. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kenobi, show number 323. We are your spoiler-free place for Star Wars discussion, analysis, and rhetoric. I'm your host, Dan Z, drinking One Nation coffee out of my CWK Cafe coffee mug that I just got from our Tea Public store. That, of course, is the name of our Facebook group that has really done so well already in just a couple of weeks. We've had a lot of great conversations. I've met even more new Star Wars friends, which is the best part about this whole thing. And I can see your great pictures, hear your comments, we've had conversations about, oh my goodness, favorite films, favorite characters tips for galaxy's edge blue milk versus green milk it has been so much fun if you want to be sure to head out to galaxy's edge or enjoy a walt disney world or disneyland vacation be sure to go to mei mouse and travel for all of your travel needs to plan your trip to galaxy's edge and the disney theme parks the cruise lines or anywhere you want to go on vacation be sure to go to coffeewithkenobi.com slash travel and sign up for a free no obligation quote you'll have the best vacation possible and help out coffee with kenobi in the process on today's show the one and only James Arnold Taylor joins us as we gear up for The Clone Wars, which is going to air tomorrow, the brand new season. It is so great, and you are going to absolutely love them, and you're going to love this conversation with James. He's always honest, he's always kind, and he gives a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, which you're really going to enjoy. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite coffee mug, and let's have some coffee with Kenobi. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Joining us today for a cup of coffee is the one and only James Arnold Taylor. Well, hello there. That's wonderful coffee. Ah, yes, it's it's Jedi temperature. It's just right. Ah, perfect. Well, of course, how could you not have the Clone Wars starting up again this week and not talk to Obi-Wan Kenobi himself? Boy, am I glad to talk with you, especially under these circumstances. 
it's it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Strange, um, especially throughout the years here that we've been talking, because we've talked many times through the years since Clone Wars was gone, and I think one of the last time, if if memory serves, the last time we spoke, I knew, but I wasn't able to say anything to you, and we were talking about what a shame it is that Clone Wars isn't there, and you know, <laughs> yeah, and I was, I, I hate, I, it's so great to finally. Somebody asked me the other day you know, what's like your favorite thing about all this? And I said, the fact that I can talk about Star Wars in a way, once it's all shown, I, I, there'll be no more secrets. I won't have to keep anything from anybody anymore. So that'd be the nice part. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, yes, that was, that was certainly the case. And I think you had, you'd finished recording and, and we, but we didn't know of course, a single thing about it. Uh, but that wasn't the only um, thing you had under your Jedi robes. You also <laughs> had a lot of great stuff going on. And you and I have I'm very fortunate. Of course, you were kind enough to join us on the celebration stage last April in Chicago. And then yeah, I got to see you time. briefly. Oh, my gosh. That was that was Kat such a Tabor and show. I uh, loved coming to see you all and, and then be a part of the show. And that was a neat room. That was just it was great to see not just Star Wars fans, but Coffee with Kenobi fans, folks that listen to the podcast, the folks that follow the whole thing, that know what's going on, sitting in a room together, excited about Star Wars and getting to talk about it. I think that that's really wonderful. Well, thank you. And it's like kind of a nice sort of an intimate atmosphere you're with yeah. with uh, like-minded folks. And there's just a positive atmosphere. Of course, uh, you and Kat are always so gracious with fans. And I think it's cool for everybody to see, I mean, behind the veneer of, of Jedi and, and royalty is just <laughs> two good down-to-earth people who just, who, just like, who just like sharing things in the community. I love that so much. Yeah, Catherine is a uh, a wonderful diplomat. She's the real deal. She really is Padme. I mean, just uh, she's just uh, a lovely soul, and we are like brother and sister. So uh, it, we've we've talked about doing so many things in the coming years. Here, we're talking about doing a podcast together as well. That would actually be about our faith. It would not be about Star Wars or even pop culture, but just about our faith. Because I think most of the time we spend uh, together, we talk about that and then and then we talk we talk a lot about star wars too so <laughs> no i, I will i will definitely tune into that absolutely that, yeah your faith is something i still we've talked for years about you coming on and us talking about the force and faith i think, sure. I think that's that's pretty rich but also besides celebration you and i and cat we saw each other at the opening of of galaxy's edge in california yeah. last summer and then of that's course right. recently at the premiere of the rise of skywalker and i finally got a chance to meet not only your family, but I got to introduce you to my bride, Deanna, as well. Yes, which was lovely. And uh, we all just had a great time on the blue carpet, not the red carpet, but the blue yes. carpet, uh, which I was glad it wasn't red. It would, it would, it, you know, it would be bad. It would, Ian would have been very happy as the emperor to have red, but uh, I think it was more <laughs> appropriate to have Jedi blue. So, uh, no, we had a great time. That was a lovely premiere. Uh, thanks to Tracy Canobio, who is the wonderful, wonderful publicist at Lucasfilm who has done all of this for so many years. She has tried every year to get us on the carpet at the premieres of these films. Now, of course, the, the crazy part of it is, is that I've done voices in all five of the Disney Star Wars films. Yeah. I've been in each one of them, credited in all of them, yet this was the first time I actually got to go to a premiere. And so that was all thanks to Tracy making sure that all of us voice actors got to go this time. And so that was great. So we all had a, a blast and uh, just getting to see each other. And Matt flew in and 
because he was out of town working because he's always busy working on something and he's working on a new Netflix show. And so Kat flew in. She was in Atlanta working on stuff. And, and then Ashley flew in because Ashley's just everywhere all the time. And so it was great for all of us to see each other, you know, so it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and Tom was there. Tom Kane, Yoda was there and D Bradley Baker, all of the clones, by the way, this is, I know you're going to ask me about, you know, clone wars and all this stuff. Here's the one thing <laughs> I want to be even before, uh, I, I am trying to start a campaign to do whatever I can to get D Bradley Baker nominated for an Emmy for this season of the clone wars. His work in this is so amazing that one person can be so many. And, and, you know, look, this comes from a guy that does uh, a couple hundred voices and, and stuff too. D is just phenomenal. His work in this, I've seen four of the 12 episodes thus far. And it's it just, it would be a shame for him to not be nominated. And it would be a, a bigger shame if he doesn't win once he gets nominated. So whatever I can do. And if anybody has any poll, I, you know, uh, let me know and we'll get him nominated for an Emmy. I love it. I know, and you know what? I, I have seen the first two. Oh, so yeah. Far. Okay, and good. You're right. And then just the first two alone is, is quite a showcase for him. In fact, my son said to me, Daddy, is that, is that the same person? How is he doing that? I said, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spot on, son. That's right. I know he, you know, with the Bad Batch, uh, which is mm-hmm. something I think people have wanted for so long, this story, and to get it, and to get it this way, and... Those episodes are basically D. Bradley Baker and Matthew Wood, and that's it. There's really nobody else in them uh, in, in the first couple of episodes is what it seems like, because oh, yeah. just tremendous. Well, uh, TC, Mace Windu is in there a little and stuff, too. And, of course, Tom Kane. Tom Kane is always there as the announcer. You know. oh, wow, but, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I've, I've never heard your Tom Kane. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's the real deal right there. <laughs> that's right. Of course, you are the man of a thousand voices anyway. Uh, I mean, that's, that's right. That's you. What, by the way, what did you think about the rise of Skywalker? And I'll, I'll placate uh, you if you're nervous about this. But I've been on record many times on the show saying it's my least favorite of all the Star Wars movies. Is that right? Yeah, and I don't. That's, that's not a pejorative. It's just like it just doesn't. It felt like more to a, a setup to another season of a series as opposed to the end of a 42 year film franchise. That's interesting. Well, I I won't disagree that it it didn't feel like the end of, of a 42 year, because when you say it like that, it's like, wow, when you say it like that, you just go, I don't even know how they could end it. But, um, yeah, I, you know, cause I had seen it a month and a half, two months beforehand, uh, in bits and pieces, pretty much most of the film when we did uh, sound for it and, and, and all the extra voices and things as we've done, you know, Matthew Wood has brought us all in as this, this troop of voices that we all get to do. And so I, when I had seen it in, in the, before it came out, I was like, I, I think this one's going to be all right. And then I saw it and I, I will say I liked it much better than The Last Jedi, but I know, you know, it's, it's really interesting. The Last Jedi is one of those ones, almost like the prequels were, you know, some people either get it and they love it or they don't and they hate it. I, I don't, uh, I try to not fall into extremes as a jedi i try not to you know fall into these extremes especially hate but um <laughs> i i enjoyed this film i i really did i do feel that jj abrams had a, his hands full of juggling all these various things but it did get very busy and it did feel like okay we gotta we gotta tend to this we gotta tend to that we can and some of that i i ponder i wonder and i know you you discuss these things on the show a lot is are we too inundated with 
people's opinions and responses in social media to where it's also immediately there that it's hard for someone creative to be able to honestly make something without worrying that this group is going to be upset. That group's going to say, I didn't do enough of this. This person's going to want more of that. These people are going to like it. It's not what it used to be. When George made Star Wars before, he he just made what he wanted to make. And I, I don't think we're ever going to be in a time and place to where films can be made like that anymore. So that's kind of a shame. But sure. I think no, it's what it's affects it. Be. Well, it's got to be daunting as a creative. And that's why I'm assuming JJ just says, you know what, I'm going to make the best movie I can make and the chips right. fall where they, where they fall. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I don't know that too many people, unless you're the Russo brothers, mm. want to try to, to tackle something like that. So <laughs> I want to rewind a little bit sure. to when, when, the, when the Clone Wars originally was, was canceled. Uh, uh, like literally the rug was pulled out from under all of us. I will yeah. never forget, James, yeah. the day it was announced. Uh, I think that evening I heard you and Kat on Full of Sith with Concetta and Mike and Brian and <laughs> hearing like the grief in your guys' voices. And I wow. remember thinking so much, they are feeling the same pain I am feeling. Like This is this is like a real sucker punch yeah. to us. I mean, talk about that transitioning to where we are today. Oh, it's so funny you say that. Um, because uh, instantly I have kind of a weird uh, Rain Man recall of my memory of of every interview and recording and things. There's certain things that just stick with me. And when you said that, I I was transferred back to that. And the funny thing is, is at the time my studio was being uh, redone, and we were I was working out of my closet in my master bedroom, <laughs> and so uh, the the walk-in closet. And so I remember now. Now, once you said that, I remember being in the closet there on a microphone talking, doing this interview. And yeah, just filled with the frustration and all of that. And I can remember saying what I said. I, I would say it here. I've said it actually for years that I had always hoped that they would have, Disney would have actually held on to Clone Wars and finished it out like eight, maybe nine seasons until force awakens comes out like finish it a week before force awakens comes out and then have it transition into the, whatever new show they were going to do if they were going to do rebels or resistance or what have you you know and that would have been a great way to transition into the new star wars but you know it didn't work out that way uh, and and maybe that's better now because we all now have clone wars again you know so that's pretty cool so it's it's a that's wild that you say that. Sorry, I just yeah, I go back in time when you when you do that. No, I, that's what I was hoping. I mean, because now you know you go from a, a low to this euphoric bliss. I was in the room when uh, they announced it at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, you were, uh, yeah. And I just thought this. I didn't expect it. Uh huh. And of course, you're you're so incredible about keeping everything in the vault. I mean, NDAs help, but that's just the kind of guy you are anyway. You just are just a professional. <laughs> And you know how important it is to the fans and how important is it to you? I mean, of course, it's great to be back as Obi-Wan, although Obi-Wan never left you. Yeah. But the overall importance to Clone War of Clone Wars to the overall mythology of Star Wars, how would, how would you kind of describe that? I, you know, I, I really do think it's more important now than ever before. And I, what I appreciate is that I think Disney sees that. I think that fans that may have been on the fence or didn't even – give Clone Wars a try when it first was out, see it now. And I certainly think there's so there's just this whole new generation that grew up with Clone Wars as their Star Wars. 
it it really is great to see it coming back in this in this sense and seeing the excitement for it. I, I can't go on social media without seeing people going, it's Friday, it's going to happen Friday, it's going to happen, you know, the 21st, it's happening, you know, and, and, and people are catching up and watching it again and, and all of that. And so it's very odd because, again, as you said, Obi-Wan's never really left me, you know, for 18 years now I've been providing this voice for this character, and, which boggles my mind. Because I can remember it all like yesterday, the first time I auditioned for the voice of Obi-Wan and thought it was just to do a couple of lines for a, a trailer and had no idea it was for a cartoon. And that was the original uh, Clone Wars micro series that was three-minute little vignettes on Cartoon Network. Tarakoski. Boy, I love those. Yeah, I love those. Beautiful. I wish they were considered canon. They're not considered canon, uh, which uh, I, I think is a, a shame because they're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and we had so much fun doing them. But uh the journey of being Obi-Wan, yeah, here and there, I would still voice him for things. And now there's this excitement. I got to tell you, it's a fun little story. Just before doing this interview today, I had come from, uh, so, so I got a letter from a fan that had seen my stage show that I do talking to myself and they'd come see me do it. Actually, I did it at a church out in in my area where I live years and years ago. And he had come to see it and, um, so he sent me a picture. I don't know if you remember me. And I looked at the picture. Of course, I remember it again. I kind of, I just, I have a memory for these things. And he told me this story about his son, who is six, uh, going to school. He's going to a new school. And the school, so ever since he was a little kid, they've been growing his Jedi braid. And so he has this very long Jedi braid. And the school has asked the parents to remove it, uh, to, to take it off. And, mm. um, and so that was, uh, kind of sad, you know, they said the dress code or what have you. But so he emailed me and said, would you be willing to come and do a little ceremony with us to snip off the braid and, wow. and, uh, to help him, you know, cause this young man is, you know, six years old. He's been growing this thing his whole life and yes. now it's going to be gone. Uh, so I, just before, uh, our interview, that's when my wife and I, we went out and, uh, met the folks at their apartment and went ahead and, uh, we, he was in his Jedi robes and I, I, uh, he had a lightsaber and, and, you know, we, I did it with scissors and then, and then we did another little ceremonial one with the lightsaber as though we were, you know, taking it off with the <laughs> lightsaber and, and I just kind of winged some stuff about, you know, well, Padawan goes and, and, and gets stronger and, and learns in the force and then and becomes a Jedi. And there's each steps in the life of a Padawan and a Jedi and you've reached a new step in your life. And so, you know, and, uh, and we just, and it was just fun. It was so much fun, but uh, it's such, uh, such an awesome thing of the power of Clone Wars, because again, to this young man, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Obi-Wan Kenobi came to his house and, and, you know, snipped off the Jedi braid for him and, put them onto a, a larger world, you know? So uh, really kind of a neat, neat thing that you get to do when you get to be involved in this world of Star Wars. You can't see me right now, but I'm getting choked up because yeah. my son, my son is six and I just, yeah. oh my God, oh, uh, I just know what that would do to him. Wow. Yeah. What a, that is so incredible. See, these are the kind of things we need to be perpetuating and not <laughs> some of the negativity that's out there. Cause that's beautiful. I mean, you, you made, you made a memory for that boy. And also, you know, there's this rule that the school has for whatever reason. And I'm a public yeah. school educator. I understand that there are different guidelines and stuff. Yeah. But uh, what's important is the human interaction and the human contact and the, and the greater purpose. And boy, did you, oh, thanks for sharing that with me. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and I'll put some pictures up on uh, Instagram. Like I say, my wife uh, yes. came along and and shot some video, and and they shot some video. I think they'll put it up on theirs as well. But yeah, it was just you know, I just thought because they asked me, and I don't think they thought I would do it, but you know, they don't live that far from us, and I was like, sure, why not? I mean, it, I just was so sad for him that you yeah. know he's going to lose this braid, you know, and so I thought, well, yeah, we got to make it special, so. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the crazy thing. I, a couple of years ago, Anna Graves and I, the Duchess Satine and I, flew out to Salt Lake City and surprised a couple and uh, and did their wedding for them and and married them as you know. And you can see the videos of that. And I've done videos and and voiceovers for weddings and bar mitzvahs and wow. all sorts of things through the years for fans. You know, people write me letters and ask, you know, oh, this this is happening or that's happening. Would you be able to do that? And, and if, you know, if the schedule allows and if it's something that, you know, Lucasfilm approves of and stuff, I can, I do those things. And uh, it's just, it, that's the fun part of it. That's like when we did Star Wars weekends and when I got to host Star Wars Celebration, it was those fun interactions with the fans whose lives have been changed by this galaxy far, far away. That's right. And it, it opens up this community. And and again, I, I know I already said this, but I sometimes I think that Star Wars fans and fandom gets a bit of a bad rap. And I've always been very vocal about, no, what it is, is it's a very loud minority, a very, very small segment of people who want to stir the pot or who have other mm-hmm. motives, whatever they may be. But I don't swim in those waters. I like swimming in the sun and in the, in the beautiful clear water right. where we come together as a community. So thank you for continuing to perpetuate that. Yeah, you know, that, and that's an interesting thing. That's only for me as somebody, again, that has worked in Star Wars all these years, it has only been within the last year, maybe year and a half that that has even come to my attention. I've always said Star Wars fans are the greatest fans in the world and they're so kind and generous and giving and accepting because that's all I've ever seen. And it's only been over the last year or two, really, where I feel like there's been this new, I mean, yes, of course, there's always been kind of split between prequels and, and originals. Uh, there's always been some heated stuff there, opinions on George and, and on all that. But I, I really like you. I just swim in the, in the friendly waters and, and I just love that because I, I really do see fans as just purely loving adventure. A loving storytelling, loving how this makes you feel. And, and I, I think that that is what we all need to cling to, especially in this day and age. And so that's oh. why I love it. Let's take a quick break and we will return with more from James Arnold Taylor. This is Coffee with Kenobi. This is Vanessa Marshall and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Rise of the Resistance is now open on both coasts, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So you need to consider booking that incredible vacation. And I can think of no better place to recommend than MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. It is what my family uses and it is what Coffee with Kenobi uses. They are our travel partner and we absolutely love working with Becky Mankin and the team at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They are the best. I trust them absolutely in planning these vacations. Their advice helps me maximize my vacation time and dollar, and it will you as well. Their no cost, no obligation quote when you use the service is wonderful, and they will also proactively adjust the booking if the rate goes down. Plus, they will help you plan as much or as little as possible. So if you like and you feel really comfortable about Disney World and Disneyland and the cruise lines, and you just want some little extra help along the way, that's fine. Or if you are new to this or not as comfortable planning it out because you don't want to miss anything, 
then MEI and Mouse Hand Travel is the absolute place for you to go. And trust me, I would not recommend Becky Mankin, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel if I didn't use the service. If I didn't love what they do and what they are standing for. And they really do want to help you have the best vacation possible. Go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel and sign up for a free, no obligation quote. You'll have the best vacation possible and help out Coffee with Kenobi in the process. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, one of the things I've always loved about you and the Clone Wars cast, I've never met Matt, but I've met everybody else. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'd have, have to change that at some point. Yeah, that would be super fun. But but you guys, it just seems very clear to me. And you mentioned Cat, and of course I've seen you with Ashley and stuff like that. What a family you have uh, behind the microphones and when the cameras are off, just togetherness. Yeah. Uh, what was it like to kind of get back in the saddle? I mean, I know you've all been friends and been close throughout the years, but to get to work together like this, is, it was pretty special, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. We do uh, stay in touch. I'm texting with Matt on a regular basis, and Kat and I are, you know, almost daily. We're texting back and forth, and and Ashley and Dee and Tom, you know, all of us, we all stay in touch. Uh, Matt and, and Kat are probably the ones I'm the closest with as far as just kind of always talking. You know how Anakin and Padme are. I, I don't know why. But no, so... Um, <laughs> It was really wild because we did have moments where all of us were in the room together again. And it was so strange. And I remember this one story. I think this is safe to say because it doesn't give anything away. We had a scene and we did the scene and, and Dave through the glass, you know, because we're in the big booth and uh, he's in the control room behind the glass there and he, we can see him and he says, well, we already got it. You know, we, are, we, are, we already got it, but let's just do it again because it's just fun to be here. You know, and so we went and did a couple more takes just because there was just that feeling of we know we're only going to get so much of this again. And here we are. And it's weird because I think you just kind of, I don't know, you take it for granted and then it's gone. And then you go, oh, here it is again. And then you, so you want to kind of cherish it, you know? So it was really wonderful. But at the same time, it really did feel like riding a bike, like, we'd never left. And it's crazy because it had been, what, a six-year gap since we had done it. So uh, really wonderful to be back in the room together. And we did it at the same studios with everybody pretty much the same, except for Cameron, our engineer, who was usually there. He he was not there for um, these. And so, but that's all right. Uh, we, you know, we missed him and we'd send, we'd call him, you know, <laughs> we'd call him a few times because uh, he had moved. He, he uh, had moved out of state. And so, but Cameron was the engineer that was there for pretty much all the episodes before that. So 
we just, uh, we're just one big family and we, we loved doing all of this. And, you know, Dave, as I've, I've mentioned many times before, Dave would come in and then tell us all the story for that week, you know, because you don't always get all of the script. And especially with this, they were so private with it. Um, we would get our scenes and then that's it. So you just want to know what's happening and what's going on with it all. But you also want to be surprised. So it's been lovely. They gave me some screeners and I have eight of the 12 episodes. We watched four of them. I haven't watched the other four yet, but um, you know, it's uh, because I kind of want to experience it all with everybody else. But at the same time, I've had to do a lot of press. And so I've had to answer questions and they, they had us in at Disney doing press for it and stuff. And, and then they were asking us questions about ones we hadn't even seen yet because the last four, Dave is making it to, he doesn't want us to see them yet. He wants us to wait and see him with everybody else. So, you know, that's fun. I get that. I appreciate that. So, uh, but it was kind of funny to do press for something you haven't even seen yet. But yeah, I remember what I did in my scenes and so I could talk about that. But yes, it's, it's fun. Well, I was just actually going to ask you about working with Dave. I've certainly talked with Dave over the years, not on the show, well, um, but just like Ed's at a press stuff and at sure. premieres and things like that. And he's always just, he always strikes me as someone who's very smart and he's always got a lot going on, but he's also full of mischief too. Is it, am I right about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I would he think so. With people, which I kind of like. He does like to mess with people. I think very much so. Yeah. And, um, he, you know, I mean, I'm not a sports guy, so we miss out on that because I can't harass him. But if you know sports, if you know football, you know hockey, then even more so he will mess with you and stuff because he's got his teams and he, you know, all of that stuff. So uh, I, I guess our relationship always was like Obi-Wan and, and I don't, I, you know, where, but Dave is, is, is he not, Yoda? he's not Yoda. Um <laughs> I would, I would think George would have to be Yoda. We'd have to give George, sure. <laughs> but, but maybe he's Mace Windu. You yeah. know, I think, I think perhaps he's Mace Windu actually. Uh, and cause he kind of likes to give Obi-Wan a bad time, you know, uh, he will give me a bad time about like, yeah, you shouldn't have left him there on the moose. You should have finished the job, you know, and stuff. And, oh, you know, he'll kind of, he'll, he'll throw stuff at me. Like, you know, I mean, pretty much all of Star Wars is, Obi-Wan's fault, you know, and it's like, oh, thanks, you know. Um, yeah, he likes to give you a bad time. He really does. But, um, and it's very exciting for him to get to be working on The Mandalorian and live action because, you know, I think more live action directors should have to direct animation because coming from animation into live action makes you a better director because you have to know everything about how it all works mm-hmm. and you have a vision that is i think that much more childlike or that much more adventurous maybe maybe that's it maybe adventurous not childlike but but where it's more so and plus you know he learned under george lucas whose whole thing was if somebody said well you can't do that you go well why not and then they'd go well because it's this costs this much money or that and you go well let's just figure a way out you know and so there's a lot of that with dave too now i believe where you know he'll go well let's figure a way out you know that's what we did with clone wars and that was due to working in animation and working within budgets but also working within how do you make that happen and so i i'm really excited to see where it all goes for him live action wise too you know that's i have a very 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 small sample size to, to choose from but i did that i did the target commercial for rogue one a couple of years ago and i did uh-huh. i did one session of 
I work in a sound booth and recorded, I think, 20 lines. And they're all lines that I said, and they just had me keep re-saying them. Uh-huh. And about five minutes in, I thought, my gosh, this is like the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> because you don't have anyone like to interact with, and you're just imagining your expressions. And it's just, and I just thought about you and and people that have the incredible talent that you have. And I thought, this is no joke. This is like, this is really intense stuff. It, you know, thank you for saying that. Uh, and it is one of those things. It's certainly why I created my, my, uh, stage show talking to myself mm-hmm. to show people that it's not just going into a room and doing funny voices. It's, there can be, you know, four hours on a microphone for a commercial where you're saying one line. I mean, I had, I had a two hour yeah. session as Fred Flintstone saying, yabba dabba do. And it was two hours of I one line. It. Yeah. Say it now with a smile, go up at the end, go up in the middle. Don't hit that so much hit do more than Yabba hit, you know, all those things. And, you know, or when we would do those commercials, you know, it's chocolatey, say chocolatey, love chocolatey. When you say chocolatey, you know, there's, there's so much to voiceover because you've also got a lot of ears in the room and everybody hears things differently. So you have to be that vessel that can just give them whatever they're hearing and not get tired and not show any of that, not have that come through in your voice. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but a friend of mine that's a voice actor, somebody, uh, it might've been Trevor Duvall, uh, said, you know, somebody was like, oh, voiceover, that's easy. You know, I want to get into it because that's generally what we get on a regular basis from people. And he said, you know, what do I have to do to be a voiceover person? And I think Trevor or someone said to, uh, go and get War and Peace and read for an hour and make it sound exciting and compelling. Every bit of it. And maybe if at the end of that, you've done that and you still like what you do, then come talk to me because it's, it is, it is. I mean, it's not like it's exhausting work or, you know, I mean, look, we know we're all the luckiest people on the planet. We're very blessed to do what we do because we get to entertain and we get to tell stories with our voice, but to kind of make it come off as though it's something anybody could do. No, the, the folks that do voiceover, I mean, again, I use it as an example, Jim Cummings, the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger two and Hondo Anaka came in, you know, Hondo, I, you know, I don't know for sure, but it's my impression that Hondo was one of those characters that could have been on one episode and maybe they bring him back here and there, you know, but it was because of what Jim Cummings did with the character that made that character become such a favorite and then came back again and again and again. And now is at the Millennium Falcon, you know, at Galaxy's Edge as amazing animatronic character and with you on the ride because of the talents of Jim as a voice actor, as a character actor. I'm really starting to change what I say when people say, so you're a voice actor. I say, well, yes, but I'm actually a character actor because what we do is we do characters Mm -hmm. because Hollywood has this whole impression that voice actor is like, you know, the, the ugly stepchild of the family. And it's, it's a, it's a punchline in movies and in TV shows. Oh, I can always get into voiceover, you know, or that kind of a thing. And, and yet everybody wants to do it too. So it's, it's a fascinating place to be to, uh, you know, when I was in the eighties, I was a stand-up comic. Everybody wanted to be stand-up comics. Then I got into voiceover and now everybody wants to be a voice actor. So it's always yeah. following me around of, Oh, that's easy. Anybody could do that. I always wanted to do that. How do I get there? Your job. I've even had this one. Oh, any idiot could do that, which was lovely. So, <laughs> Oh, you know, I, I've, as a teacher, I, I used to hear all the time, Oh gosh, you know, if you can't do something, teach it. And I thought, well, actually, <sighs> Yeah, it's, that couldn't be further from the truth. It's one of the no. most 
challenging things to do to to keep people um, focused and entertained. And sometimes things that can be quite dry. Uh, so I I can certainly see that to a degree. But I mean, what? But you're talking about something much uh, more challenging to me because, like I said, you know, yeah, I can teach, and you know, that's where that's where my passion is. But you have a passion in in so many places. I mean, you're you're acting and uh, all the incredible things you've done. I've still never seen your your one man show. Every time that oh, you've done, you either haven't oh, either haven't goodness. been there or I had to do an interview somewhere else. Oh, so I it. that is so much on the top. Well, I'll of come my over business. to your house. I'll perform it because you know That'd you're selling yourself a little short here. By the way, because teachers, as we are, we were saying before uh, we were rolling. I think you know. I I think it is lovely and wonderful that people you know love all of us as performers, but it's a sad state of affairs when teachers don't get anywhere near the credit that all of us actors do that get to play and have fun uh, because teachers are the ones that form all the lives. I mean, look, I am not on this microphone talking to you right now, were it not for several teachers in my life that really made a huge impact and difference in my life to make me see that I could be a performer, to make me see that I could stand out, I could make a difference. It was teacher, Mr. Rosa was my fifth grade teacher, and I'll, I'll never forget him. He He gave me the ability to uh, to shine as a, as an actor, as a performer, he wrote plays and I got to star in them and, and then be just a regular day player in some of the other ones. And just, I learned all about all of that because this man, you know, inspired me and encouraged me. And then Isaac Jenkins, my band director, uh, in, in high school, jazz band and marching band and orchestra. And, and then, um, just really made huge differences in my life. And, Teachers need much more credit than they get. And so thank you for your kind words. But no, no, it's it's the teachers that deserve more credit than anybody, in my opinion. So I truly appreciate that, my friend. I really do. It is. It's a wonderful profession. I absolutely love it. Uh, people say to me all the time, are you just going to do your show full time? And I say, uh-huh. well, I could. Uh, but honestly, I would I would miss teaching so much. It would be like not having one of my arms. I just. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's important. So finding your passion, uh, inspiring people, putting a smile on people's face, you know, that, that's such an important part. And, and one of the things we love so much about you, uh, you uh, obviously can't say too much hmm. about this season of the Clone Wars. By the time of this, when this is going to come out on Thursday. And of course, the first episode will drop the day after. So we're not going <laughs> to spoil anything. But what yeah. can you share? What are you, what are you allowed to share uh, from Yoda and Mace Windu about this upcoming season? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, uh, I don't, I don't know what I can say other than, uh, they're, they're really, I, I, here's what I will say watching them. And of course you've seen it hearing that music start again and knowing that their new episodes was really exciting. There was like this, Oh my gosh, it's happening. You know, there's, there's new Clone Wars and there's something about that theme. Kevin Kiner's music just coming in. It just, it was so special. And I think that it will just delight people to see it all come to a conclusion. I wish it wasn't a conclusion. I, I remember the time that Dave Filoni walked into the studio years ago and said, George wants to do 300 of these. And I went, oh, yes, please. I wish we could have done 300 episodes. And I, I honestly think fans 
would have been okay with that. (laughs) I think that we could have gone on for years because it is the one place where Disney could kind of acknowledge the prequel lovers and all of that and still kind of telling the old, it's the one place where you can still tell the old Star Wars stories and then you have the new Star Wars stories because I appreciate both. But I think it would be a a wonderful thing if it could have just kept going on and on and we just had the day-to-day stuff. I was saying this in a podcast uh, earlier this week that it's kind of like Star Trek. Yes, I'm going to talk about Star Trek. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. No, no Uh, problem. uh, uh, you know, because I'm a fan of Star Trek, and uh, here's what I loved about Star Trek: it allowed us into their day-to-day lives more. In because it started as a TV series, and then it went to movies, and then it got to action, action, action. Because the Star Wars movies are action, 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 and then little bits here and there. Clone Wars allowed us that same thing. We got to see the Jedi Temple more. We got to see Anakin's room. We got to see Obi Wan hanging out. You know, and uh, in meditative times and stuff. And that's important to us as actors to see that. But it's also important to me, just as a fan, to see those worlds. And that's what I love about Clone Wars. Is I feel like we could have done this forever. You could have just ton- told stories that were not necessarily the biggest stories in the world. Didn't necessarily connect you to anything in the canon. You know, parts of the the, the world, but. Just those day-to-day stories, like the ones that George loved telling of the ones with the droids just going off on those little missions and stuff. I so, love that one. Yeah, in the void. yeah, I just, I think we could have done it forever. I really do in that regard. That would have been lovely. So, but we get 12 and I think everybody will be very pleased with what they, what they see. That's, uh, that's my, my politician's answer. Oh, Padme would I be like so it. proud. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer. It's a good answer. By the way, I know I said this to you recently online, but the Reiko Hardeen arc is still my favorite in all of Clone Wars. Thank you. Yeah, what a what a fun time we had doing that. And uh, see, I loved those stories too because that's exactly what we're talking about. Those were almost like Twilight Zone episodes, you know, like yes. they just they weren't necessarily anything that was anything we knew about before. Although some characters we got to see in there, you know, that we know, but I loved that they were just these little adventures, you know, the, the, just like the, the Citadel stuff too was, was great fun in that mm-hmm. as well. So I, I love those and I thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, Reiko Hardin is one of those voices that people may not know as me, but I killed Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, and, and then I started seeing online when I sent that out that people thought I was doing like an impression of Matt Lanter. And I really? thought, isn't that funny? He does kind of have that, you know, that kind of lower thing. And, and they did, uh, Matthew Wood did pitch my voice down just a touch, I think just a, a half a percent or something for Reiko. But the story is, I'm sure I've shared this with you before. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but George did not want me to do Reiko. He wanted somebody different because he goes, I want it to be a completely different voice. And Dave Filoni and and Carrie, our producer, they were like, I don't know, James can do it, it's just fine, but we won't tell George. So they had me do it. And then they played it for him. Like, what do you think of that? And he's like, oh, that guy's great. Who is it? And they go, it's James. You know? so it's like, <laughs> but uh, so that was great. If I could fool George Lucas, then there you go. No, um, I didn't know that story. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to do. And uh, we had a great time doing it. And I just remember when I got the script that day, I got it that day and it was huge, all these lines. And I'm like, 
wow. And I had this massive allergy attack I was having. And so my voice, we actually went back in and I re-recorded most of Obi-Wan's lines for that show the next week because my, my voice was a little more like, you know, you, you are my brother, Anakin. It was more gravelly. Uh, <laughs> and so Reiko had this wonderful resonance to his voice and it was this, you know, that kind of thing. And so, and then the trick with that voice is being able, and this is why I was really grateful to get to play him was those times where he is being Ben, you know, calling in and he's still got his voice, but he, he's not, he's not doing the accent, but it's, there was still a touch of Obi-Wan in there. So I had to, you know, like when he's calling the Jedi temple, he's talking to Yoda and Mace and, you know, giving his little reports on the hologram. He had to still kind of be like Obi-Wan but he was in Reiko's voice because he took the little, you know, that spider thing went down his throat and <laughs> yes. which was fun too. That was, a, I was like, Oh, you guys got to let me do that sound. You know, the whole, where he, he puts it in, you know, and there's voice changes and, and uh, it was great fun to do. You know that. Wow. I'm just sitting here like just eating popcorn, listening to you talk. I'm just, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. I'd be fun just to, to watch that episode with you and just kind of do a feature length commentary of those episodes. Gosh. Yeah. I, so, you know, my, the, the show I did on my YouTube channel called Clone Wars Conversations was originally, yeah, thank you. And I, I would love to do another season of it, but I, I just don't, uh, I don't know if that will happen or not, but maybe, maybe it will, uh, stick, stick around everybody. But, uh, But it was it was originally called Clone Wars Commentary, and it was going to be me sitting with my castmates watching episodes and doing commentary. But they did not want me to do that. They asked me to not do that, and I understand that. You know, they, they sure. But it was going to be to where basically you could start the episode. I would say, okay, get your DVD players ready, or get your Netflix ready, or whatever. You know, where it was at the time. Cue it up to the opening, and then hit pause. And start it because we wouldn't actually play it because I wouldn't be able to play the actual thing, but we would all be watching it with headphones on and just commenting. And then you could watch along with us. And it was a commentary you could play along as like a commentary track for each episode. But uh, it would have been great. I would have loved to have done that. But uh, alas, (laughs) the powers of be said, no, no, James, you cannot do that. So I understand. But there you go. Sure. Well, my goodness, you can certainly bet that people will. If that ever happens, you can certainly bet that people will be absolutely glued in to do that. And uh, gosh, we got to let you go. The coffee's running low, and oh. <laughs> you've got a you've got a shuttle to get to a, to get on board. But uh, real quick, uh, yeah. talk about your wonderful podcast and, and uh, what you have coming up for us. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. Um, it's uh, it's called Talking to Myself, just like my stage show is called Talking to Myself. And it is a uh, one-man podcast. All the voices are me, and so all the characters are me. And I do it all in real time. I switch back and forth, and I just talk to the various characters on the show. I've got the engineer on the show is Hank. And Hank comes in and tests the mic. Hello, hello, hello. Testing one, two, three. Okay, Hank, the microphone's fine. And then Billy is my intern. And, and Billy comes in, and he brings me coffee. And he, you know, he's really excited. It's, it's, it's fine, Billy. Calm down. And uh, Mr. Announcer Guy comes in and introduces the show. It's the James Arnold Taylor podcast. And, and so all the characters are just me talking to me and I tell stories about my life as a entertainer. But then also I share a lot about my faith in the show. Didn't really originally start that way, but I've gotten such a positive response from everybody that I've made it more about my, my walk and my, my faith and how I care for my, my, my health and such because of uh, the, 
various things that I've had happen in my life where I lost my voice to mold poisoning, toxic mold poisoning years ago and such. And um, so it's just a place for people to recharge and uh, get some positive positivity and hopefully laugh a little. And it it comes out, it was coming out weekly. Uh, right now it's been a little busy just because we've had a lot going on. But uh, so it, it's it's out at least once a month right now, but you can find it on iTunes or Spotify or any of those places where you podcast and it's James Arnold Taylor's talking to myself. And you can always go to my website, jamesarnoldtaylor.com and get info there as well for that or my social media at jadactor, uh, a, or it's uh, at ampersand, uh, J-A-T actor. So yeah, on Instagram and Twitter and all those places. So pretty cool stuff. I appreciate you letting me plug all that. Of course. It really is a, a highlight whenever it popped up on my feed and your, uh, your Christmas one from a couple years ago in particular when Santa was on. <laughs> I was I was working out when I was listening to it, and I was just walking around with this massive smile on my face, which you don't usually <laughs> see in a gym. <laughs> oh, that's great. great. Oh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's of great. Course. That does well, my James, uh, absolutely. Well, like you do my heart good, and everyone who listens to you, thank you so very much for coming back to Coffee with Kenobi. We'll have to have you on when the season is over and kind of dive into the show. Yeah, and then we can, and then another one soon. We can talk about uh, Galaxy's Edge: Rise of the Resistance and Lieutenant Beck as well. A new, a new Star Wars character for me. Yes, I had a huge series of questions with that, but I, I thought I'm just going to save these because this it just was. It was just we'll, an. Absolute we'll come back pleasure. and do another one. I yeah. love it. I love it. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. Okay, absolutely. My pleasure. May the force be with you. I can't wait for everybody to see this stuff. And I just want to say thank you for everybody that listens to this show and supports Coffee with Kenobi. And I I would use the Jedi mind trick, but I don't need to. You all are supporting it. Please continue to do so. This is the podcast you're looking for. Listening to Coffee with Kenobi, you are the podcast you're looking for. This is... That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a cup of coffee with me and for helping to spread the word about our Star Wars family we've got here at Coffee with Kenobi. To join us in the CWK Cafe, which is our Facebook group, and share your Star Wars thoughts, comments, reviews, and opinions in a family-friendly, spoiler-free place that is also drama-free, go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com community and be part of the conversation talk about this week's show, or just talk some Star Wars. It is a lot of fun, and you'll make some new friends, as well as catch up with longtime friends there as well. I also want to thank all of our new and longtime members of the CWK family and let you know how much I appreciate your help and support. I love being able to give back to you with CWK Pour Over, the exclusive weekly podcast not heard anywhere else. I want to thank our CWK family members, Jason Hall, Dennis Keithley, Colby Mead, Jessica Berry, Adam Bankhurst, David Nicely, Jeff Ellis, Ross Hallivan, Frank Mulder, Alexander Moylan, Aaron Harris, Chris Gavarka, Angela Sauce, Susan Gray, Connie Shee, Tyler Pompey, Hannah, Alex Procasio, Ian Thompson, Simbot Deftardarian, Christine Turk, Kurt McKellen, Dan Ream, Brian Harding, Blake Weaver, Jim Capron, Caroline Maselli, Chris Metz, LJ Souter, Thea Selby, Daz Davies, Christian Dale, Brian McKinney, Jared Cantor, BJ Smith, Eric Struthers, Nick Deco, and Mark Suter. If you want to be an exclusive member of our CWK family, go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com support. It's a great way to help support and help out the show and 
10% of your monthly contributions go directly to the St. Jude Children's Hospital to support the incredibly important work they are doing to help these brave children and their families. In addition to being a part of the community on Facebook, please don't forget to visit our website at www.coffeewithkenobi.com for Star Wars news, announcements, reviews, videos, and so much more. If you have a question for me or just want to share your thoughts on the air, feel free to email me at danzy at coffeewithkenobi.com and I'll share them on the show. You can also connect with me on Twitter at MrZair, M-R-Z-E-H-R. There are also a lot more ways to connect with me and Coffee with Kenobi on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeewithkenobi and check us out on Pinterest. You can find me twice a month on the podcast Looking at Lucasfilm, part of the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network, and you can find my writing on CWK's website as well as starwars.com and on IGN. And if you are considering starting a podcast or a blog, let me know how I can help you get started and help you make your creative vision a reality. Be sure to check out danzymedia.com and we can get the process started. I am also available to come to your school, conference, business, or organization to talk about how to tap into your strengths and help you bring out your very best. I want to inspire you to be inspired. Don't be afraid to take that first step into a larger world. Thanks, as always, to our CWK sponsors, especially MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, our travel partner, and your one-stop shop for all things Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Lines, or anywhere on the planet that you want to go on vacation. Please go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel to book your magical vacation and help support Coffee with Kenobi in the process. If you like the show, please tweet out that you're listening, share it on Facebook, or invite your friends and family to tune in and share a cup of coffee with us. And if the force is especially with you, please take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Every review makes a huge difference and helps spread the word. Thank you to reviewer K2Agogo, who writes, This is one of my top Star Wars podcasts, and it is always the first one I listen to regarding the films. I love Star Wars, and that's the vibe these folks bring. Dan Z and crew feel like old pals. To the Coffee with Kenobi crew, fly casual. Go to iTunes and search Coffee with Kenobi, and you'll see the show there. My circle of friends has grown so much because of each and every one of you, and it means so much to me that we have such a wonderful Star Wars community. I want to thank our guest, James Arnold Taylor, again, for coming on and helping us to get excited for The Clone Wars. It's going to be a great premiere to this brand new season. Be sure to go on CWK Cafe and let us know what you think about the new episode. It's going to be here before you know it. Thank you so much, everybody, and remember, this is the podcast you're looking for. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here. Move along. Move along. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, Mom and Dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.